Welcome to Parse, the official podcast of the Elaheo Midyar Mir Jalali Institute of Iranian Studies at the University of Toronto. In Persian, Parse means strolling or wandering around as an observer of contemporary life and modernity. In a similar spirit, our podcast Parse aims to take our listeners on an intellectual stroll in the field of Iranian studies, where they can listen to different ideas from leading thinkers, academics, activists, and authors in the discipline. Our podcast will provide thought-provoking excerpts from lectures and seminars organized by the Iranian Studies Institute at U of T to make the extensive work we do with our partners more accessible to academics and non-academics alike across Canada and beyond. The 66th episode of Parse is an excerpt of a talk given by Asghar Sayyid Qurab titled Depicting the Others, Zaleqa and Maqami and the Function of Poetry. Professor Sayyid Qurab is the new chair of Iranian and Persian Studies at Utrecht University in the Netherlands. Central to Sayyid Qurab's research is the study of medieval Persian poetry, both secular and religious, and its reception in the modern world. examining how medieval poetry, mystical concepts, and philosophical notions are deployed in modern Iranian po- politics, popular culture, visual representations, and social media. I'm going to uh, talk about uh, for uh, tonight uh, is about Jali Qaim Maqami. As uh, Rivan uh, just mentioned, uh, I translated um, her poetry, and her poetry actually Uh, I was uh, uh, familiar to her poetry from the 90s, uh, and uh, I gathered and uh, translated uh, pieces of her poetry through actually 90s and uh, uh, later on from uh, 2000s. Um, and uh, finally, I decided you know, to, to translate it, uh, the whole of it and, uh, and publish it because she is very unique. And um, I'm not working on Jale actually uh, the last uh, three, four years, uh, but uh, when Mohammed asked me to um, uh, come here and uh, uh, give a presentation, a paper on Jale, uh, I did not go back to my book uh, because uh, I just wanted I had uh, for myself a number of questions. Uh, uh, who is Jale and why uh, the central question that I, Uh, would like to deal with it to the, tonight. Uh, why uh, did Jale uh, choose poetry to write uh, about her experiences uh, and not prose? Um, uh, what was it that she uh, used it? So uh, what I'm going to um, uh, talk about in, in the uh, first 11 slides, I would just uh, go with you through uh, the period uh, that Jale lived Uh, a bit of her uh, biography, and then I go to my paper. Uh, I will be reading my paper later on um, uh, uh, about uh, the question I just uh, posed about the, uh, you know, why poetry, uh, uh, and how did she, um, how did poetry actually help her to depict the others? without being too precise. That's actually uh, the point I, I would like to make at the end of this uh, presentation. So uh, if we go to um, uh, uh, status of women uh, in the uh, medieval period uh, and also uh, in the recent uh, 19th century, 18th century, 
uh, we will see uh, actually a number of uh, female, um, uh, uh, eminent female figures um, uh, in Iranian history, but they are not, at least not to my knowledge, um, we do not have a monograph. Uh, sometimes if we uh, search on internet, uh, search the uh, libraries, we can find an article or references or encyclopedic references. Um, uh, these are, for instance, Nurjahan Tehrani um, uh, is one of them. Uh, but also I had to, to uh, say uh, that my dear colleague Dick Davis collected the um, um, uh, A Mirror of My Heart uh, here, uh, the book, uh, a huge number of uh, Persian poets um, uh, in which he uh, not only translates actually the, their poetry, but also pays attention to uh, how they depicted the world, uh, how they depicted their own individual uh, world in, rela in relation to um, men, uh, their husbands, their fathers, uh, their parents, and their uh, uh, environment. So um, uh, status of women uh, were not you know, at eagles uh, uh, footing with uh, men. And that's important that we know it. Uh, it is not something that I'm uh, I discovered, but this is uh, what I'm trying to say that is that um, Jolet um, broke this taboo uh, by writing about her personal uh, experiences, uh, daily experiences uh, in poetry. I will come back to this point. Uh, and also at that period, I've only here one slide, Lahuti Abu Qasim Lahuti Nirab Nang. Uh, for instance, uh, many poets of this period of the 19th century, at the end of the 19th century, beginning 20th century, uh, they wrote about various aspects uh, of women's uh, position, uh, uh, emancipation, as you know. Um, uh, they, um, part of these poets, they wanted actually to remove uh, hijab uh, or remove the veil, but others, uh, should also be said, others um, like uh, Nassim Shuman, uh, they actually they wanted women to wear a veil and go to school uh, without actually violating anything. Uh, but the point was here, uh, always mentioned this in my uh, lectures, um, that they did never ask women, uh, what do you want? <laughs> they always, uh, they were men dictating women what they have to do, what is good for them and what is good for Iran uh, to be a modernized uh, uh, country. Uh, which on itself is a very uh, uh, fruitful discussion, you know, for, for later on. Uh, and here we see uh, very, uh, in a way, ferociously, uh, uh, Huti uh, actually asks uh, a woman to remove their veil, to remove their veil, uh, because uh, uh, he says in the second line, for instance, whenever people talk of your veil, the rival loves why tears comes to my eyes. And rival here is actually the Europeans. Uh, he, he doesn't want to see Iranian women in veil uh, that the others, the uh, Europe, modern Europeans, uh, they uh, uh, make fun of uh, Iranian women. Uh, so um, there are many of these um, poems in this period and Jale actually was writing um, uh, more or less in the same uh, uh, period. Another, Poet uh, a bit earlier, 
uh, is, for instance, Tahere uh, Quratul Ain, the poem which is attributed to uh, to her. Many of you know this. Garbetuf da dab nazar chehre be chehre ru be ru. Shah dam kametura nukte be nukte mu be mu. This beautiful poem, uh, and it also translated beautifully again by Dick Davis. Uh, but here in this poem, if we look at this uh, poem, we do not see any um, um, uh, traces of femalehood, of women, uh, that we can say, okay, this is written by a woman, uh, it could also be written by a man. Uh, and there are many of these poems um, uh, through actually uh, centuries in Persian history that is very hard actually, if you do not know it is written by a woman to uh, say, uh, okay, this is a female uh, uh, poetry. And what um, <clears throat> uh, uh, Jaleh changed this, that actually uh, if you put Jaleh in the history of Persian uh, uh, literature, Persian poetry, especially, we, we can see that Jaleh uh, changed this. Um, uh, before going into this, um, uh, a bit of uh, uh, biography, um, I don't know whether I have to mention this. Uh, I don't see you all, so I don't know whether you know about uh, her life very shortly. Um, uh, she, um, uh, <clears throat> uh, she was uh, uh, the daughter of um, the uh, the known, the very cultured by Maqam uh, Farahani family. Uh, her mother was the famous, uh, the daughter of the famous minister, Ms. Abu Qasim Farahani. Um, and um, uh, so, so she came from a very well-to-do family. Uh, she got a very good, uh, nice experiences, uh, memories of her childhood. Uh, but she was uh, married uh, to an older older man in the forties, uh, while she was only uh, sixteen years old, so very young. And it was an arranged marriage, and the arranged marriage was because the family was in financial problems, and they had to actually marry off uh, uh, Jolie. Uh, and about this, uh, this is one of the poems um, uh, that Jolie wrote. Um, uh, it was a very moving poem. Uh, I'm, I read just a few lines um, uh, in Persian, and then we go uh, uh, forward. I'm not going to read all of it um, in Persian and English. So I'm now reading only Persian, and then you can follow me in, with the English uh, translation for a few lines. This actually complained uh, against her parents, um, uh, specifically her mother. Chemi shod, chemi shod akharei madar agar shohar nemi kardam. Gereftar bala khudra chemi shod gar nemi kardam. Gar az badbaktiyam afsane khandi dastan gui be badbakti qasam kan qasra. باور نمی کردم مگر باری گران بودیم و مشت استخان ما پدر را پشت خم می کرد اگر شوهر نمی کردم بران گسترده خان گویی چه بودم گربه ای کوچک که غیر از لقمه ای نان خواهشی دیگر نمی کردم <تصفيق> 
is a beautiful poem, uh, but this is actually an example of any poems that we see in Jolet is uh, the femininity. Uh, there's a daughter talking to her mother. Um, uh, and this is very, uh, very unique. And we know uh, that Jolet wrote poetry because uh, she uh, followed uh, school, as I just mentioned. Um, traditional curriculum, Quran, um, uh, Islamic traditions. I will come back to this uh, again uh, uh, to be more specific. And she also refers to um, uh, her period at school. So I went to school to read and write. I was less than five years old, no more. So uh, in what I'm going also to read later on, uh, this is my question in how far can we take this at face value? Uh, because all these, uh, you know, uh, uh, astrology, astronomy, philosophy, uh, manter, uh, you know, rhetoric, uh, how old was she and how long did she, uh, you know, go to school? But the point is, is that um, uh, any um, line of poetry that she wrote uh, virtually uh, is, uh, you can immediately see it is a woman uh, walking. Thank you for listening to this episode of Parse. Your support is invaluable to us. To like, share, or listen to our latest episodes, please head to our pages on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. To watch the complete seminars, please head to the Elaheo Midyar Mirjalali Institute for Iranian Studies website and YouTube page, which are linked in the description. See you again on our next episode.